So this morning's text will be in the Gospel of Matthew, looking at the 13th chapter, verses 24 through 43. Uh, but we're going to jump around a little bit in that text. And as you're searching for that text, um, this week is another parable from Jesus. Uh, it's got an interesting connection to last week's parable of the sower and the seeds, if you uh, take the time to really kind of dive into it. And this week's parable helps us to understand, as we hear at the very beginning, the kingdom of God. And so, with that in mind, let us hear these words from Matthew in the 13th chapter. These words from Jesus as he is explaining to us the kingdom of heaven. He puts it this way. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who has sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep... An enemy came and sowed seeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared as well. So when the, And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seeds in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And he answered, An enemy has, come, has done this. And the slaves said to him, then do you want us to go and gather up the weeds? But the master replies, No, for in gathering the weeds, you will uproot the wheat. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and then bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And if you jump down to verse 36 in the same chapter, says that Jesus left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him again, saying, Can you explain that parable, Jesus, of the weeds in the field that you just told us? And he answers them. He says, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers and he will throw them into the furnace of fire there where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone who has ears listen. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this morning you hear this same overarching theme of seeds and sowers and gardens and weeds and all of that stuff. And then it closes with a very familiar line if you listen to last week's sermon where it says, let anyone with ears listen. Meaning, let anyone that hears this understand because now it has been explained to you but i do want to take a moment and just kind of dig a little bit deeper into some of the things that we see in our text this morning this morning as we look at our text the the one of the first things that you see when things start to go wrong when the weeds start to pop up is the slaves begin to question the quality of the seed. They begin to question not only the quality of the seed, but their master as well. And they say, Master, didn't you 
Use good seed? What's wrong? What's going on? And this draws us back to what we kind of talked about last week where we looked at the idea of so often we find ourselves blaming everything else. When things don't go wrong, we start to blame God and say, God, well, how could you let this happen? Why? What's happening? You must have done something wrong, God, because I know that I didn't. And, and, and this interpretation that we hear in verses 36 through 43 is, is a parable to the time of the church, to, to what's going on in Jesus' day. And it tells us that the risen Christ sows good seed into the world and thus creates the church. And into the midst of this church, the devil sows people who do not belong in the kingdom. Or as Douglas Hare says, a theologian, he says, Matthew is greatly disturbed by the mix of state of the church, which contains many who enthusiastically call Jesus Lord, but refuse to follow his ethical teachings. And I'm reminded of a book that I read once by Craig Groeschel, where it, which is entitled The Christian Atheist. And in it, he has a line that where he says, Welcome to Christian Atheism, where people believe in God, but live as if he doesn't exist. And he goes on to explain what all that looks like in this very it's a 250-page book, but a very easy read. Uh, but what he talks about is just some of those ways in which we claim to follow Jesus, but we don't live it out. And, he's, and so my question that arises as I hear just this part of our text is how often do we do the same? We claim to believe in God, but when things don't go right or when things don't go well, we blame it on God. But we're not doing anything in the meantime pursuing after God's will, pursuing after God's wants, pursuing after God's desires. We use God as a fallback when things don't go right. We go, well, God, I proclaim to be a Christian. Why aren't you taking care of me? But the reality is, is our lives don't show anything about it. And we find ourselves, if we're honest, being weeds in God's garden. Being those people that we, heard, that we hear about in the parable. Those people that, we, that are too busy trying to, to show up, choke out the, the good works that are being done with things like, well, we've done it this way. That'll never work. And negative speak, instead of allowing God to infiltrate our hearts, our minds, and our imaginations and bring about God's kingdom. And so we find ourselves intertwined, if you will. And we hear that in our text whenever the slaves say, God, Master, do you want us to go and pluck up the weeds? And his answer is no. Allow them to grow side by side. Which raises a, a question that many of us have asked in our lives, I'm sure. The question of why does God allow bad things to exist? And so often it appears even flourish. And if we look at it and we use this parable as our understanding, it's a rather difficult answer for us to hear because the reason is, is for the 
sake of the good seed. It's for the sake of the wheat. Elizabeth Johnson in her website, The Working Preacher, says, Who among us has not questioned why God allows evil to grow and to thrive? Who among us has not wanted to take matters into our own hands and root out the evil in our midst? The master stops the slaves from doing anything of the sort. For one thing, it is not so easy to tell the weeds from the wheat, and for another, their roots are intertwined below the ground. Rooting out the weeds would uproot the wheat as well, doing more damage to the crop than leaving the weeds to grow. You see, what we hear in our text and what we hear Elizabeth echoing in, the, in her article is that so often we can't tell the difference between the weeds and the wheat until they bear fruit or harvest. That, that we find people, we find things going on in our world that we're like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, until it's not. And, but the problem that has really occurred in our current culture is that our roots are so intertwined. That you look at things like, how do we do away with systematic racism in our country? How do we do away with different ways in which things have been done for years? And it's not simply a, oh, you pluck that out, because it goes so much deeper, and the issue is so intertwined and so nuanced that it's not that easy anymore. That plucking out the weeds will hinder the growth of the wheat. So what I hear in this text is two things. Is one, that so often we have to look and realize that things are not always, as I've said to many people in my life, we like to look at our world and go, it's, an, it's a world of black and white issues. And I don't mean that in race, but it may mean something along racial lines for a lot of what's going on in our culture. But, but so often issues are so nuanced, whether they're issues of race, gender equality, whatever, whether they're issues of health care, or however you may, whatever the issue at hand may be, economic disparity, whatever, we look at it and say it's a black and white issue but the problem is, is because the roots of the weeds and the wheat have become so intertwined, so many issues are now nuanced and are more issues of gray. That if we do away with entire systems, how will that affect the wheat as well? If we do away with the weeds, how does that, how does that affect the wheat? We have to look at these things, but not to say that the removal of the weeds is something that does not need to occur, but we need to look at how we can best do so. But also what we hear this morning is that adversity causes us to grow. And, but so often, as Christians, especially as, as those claiming to be wheat, what we do is when we run up against an issue, we give up. 
We throw our hands up. We say, this is not what I signed up for. When I decided to follow Christ, I fell in line with that. All things are possible through us who believe. All things are possible through God. And so, therefore, I shouldn't have any issues. And so when we encounter issues, we give up. But as we heard last week, some of the seed fell all amongst the thorns and was choked out. But this week's parable is looking at the idea that the wheat is not called to be choked out by the weeds, but is called to be present amidst the weeds and rise above the, re- the weeds. See, what happens is if the weeds and the wheat are both in the same soil, only one can get the nutrients. And so often, as if we looked at this if we took a step back and looked at the field as not necessarily even the kingdom, but our own hearts, my question would be, which are you feeding in your life? The wheat? Those that are producing good harvest of love and grace and mercy? Or the weeds in your life? Those things that promote hate, anger, malice, division, oppression, You see, the problem is, in Jesus' time and in our own lives, is that the weeds and the wheat look so similar that you can't tell the difference until they bear fruit, until they come to the time of harvest. And this is similar to those things that have been, that have been done in, in the name of God now, but are done out of hate, anger, and division. You don't have to look far on social media, listening to the radio, the TV, the newspapers, whatever it may be, to see those that are saying that they are acting on behalf of God, but their speak says something different. And so often we find ourselves, because the weeds have overcome our own lives, doing the same. We think we're wheat, but the weeds have come up in our lives and have become have begun to overwhelm the wheat, the weeds of worry and concern, the weeds of I, of me, 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 and, and ego and self. Choke out those wheat, that wheat of love, acceptance, and unity. And we have to look and say, God, help me to see those weeds in my life. Maybe you look back through history and you look at things like the Crusades or those false prophets that end up forming cults and divisions within our world. Those false prophets that teach things like prosperity, gospel, and such. Racism, oppression of women, races, or anyone else. And maybe as I'm saying this list, you're going, but those are things that are in the past which I would take a moment to say that is false. That is a falsity that we believe that the things of racism and oppression are things of the past. We need to open our eyes, our hearts, and hear the cry of those that are being pressed to the margins in our lives in the here and now. But maybe some more quote-unquote modern beliefs that we see is that idea of Christian atheists that we've talked about already. That we as as Christians and as the church have become stagnant in our faith and just said, I'm good. 
We, we've become consumers of the gospel, but not doers of God's teachings. We allow that to make us silent amidst a world that is screaming hate and anger when we should be crying out, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We've become complacent in fighting for God's kingdom. We've gotten, for lack of a better word, lazy. You see, the slaves and the servants rightly identify the wheat and the weeds because they are producing the harvest for which they are planted. And because they're fulfilling the purpose of their master, they're able to identify when things are not. They're able to call out when creation is not as it should be. When things are not fulfilling God's call to love neighbor. When things are not being done in love, mercy, grace, and justice, but are being driven by hate, cruelty, judgment, and prejudice. You see, this idea when we hear Jesus say that we're not called to uproot the weeds because it will affect the wheat is not a call to say to not recognize that there are weeds among us. There's a difference in being and having a prophetic witness and judging others. Both the wheat and the weeds have a place in God's kingdom. Because they do not define different people per se, but different things. We don't separate people into wheat and weeds, but we can identify the good seeds that draw us closer to God and neighbor and veil and the veil seeds, the bad seeds, the weeds in our lives that draw us away from God and neighbor. I know that tolerating weeds is frustrating, especially the weeds within ourselves. So this morning I want to ask a question. Well, yes, we've heard this and we hear all, and we can think of all the weeds in our society that are, that are choking out the call to love and grace and mercy. They're choking out the call to be God's kingdom. But what are those things within you? What are those weeds in our lives? Those things that that if we're all that we're if we're honest pull us from the kingdom. Keep us from supporting one another. Those things that keep us from loving, extending grace and mercy and forgiveness to those. Those things that are calling us to be different than God desires for us. What are those things that cause us, that when you read them on Facebook, ignite in you such a pain and vitriol and hate? Those things that you've begun to worship over God, if you will. My call to you this week, my challenge, is to take a step back and to examine your own garden. To be honest as to what are those things that are the wheat that are producing a good harvest for the kingdom of God, and what are those things that are the weeds, the weeds in your life that are choking out your love of God and love of neighbor. To be aware of those. And to help support one another in tending our gardens. And to not get overwhelmed and choked out by the weeds. Amen.
Amen.